This episode of the Quad Squad Pod is sponsored by The Ballad of Bonaduke by R.T. Slaywood, a dark urban fantasy available exclusively on Kindle Vela. Visit our link tree or the description of this episode of the podcast for more information on how to begin reading today. Now let's start the show. gentlemen we are not living on a prayer but we are halfway there myself and paulie down we have bryce and aaron still to go now since uh, you guys can all fuck off <laughs> damn is, it here's the sweeping fuck off for everybody uh, this is this off is to a roaring is start as usual the second right. part of the same episode the fuck you tally currently stands at six and we'll be carrying that through the end of the episode so this may cause controversy in the comment section and you know what we'll cross that bridge when we come to it so that's currently at six we're trying to get to 15 and aaron's going to be doing a lot of talking so i'm sure we'll be able to get there now we said bryce is going to lead off but just so everybody knows before i throw it over to him if you're only interested in hearing about movies that are commonly referred to as talkies you can stop listening after Bryce is done, because I don't think any of Aaron's movies were made after 1923. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't think there was a whole lot of uh, sci-fi flicks back when there were talkies. So, you know, like, no. I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of moon travel or whatever. Back right. The day the how earth stood did, still. We got that how one. Many, how many did Charlie Chaplin do, Aaron? We did your mom. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know like that was great everything but i'm sad that it like won't like fall under the fuck you andrew clause you know no it's kind of a bummer you know oh, you okay gotta, gotta get more Woosa. creative i guess but all right bryce whenever Drop. you are ready okay so um, oh hold on a second let me uh let me Okay, so first off is Rogue One. After that is definitely Empire Strike. Okay, I'm listen, kidding. motherfucker. I'm kidding. Everyone relax. There are rules. rules. <laughs> Everyone relax. No, it's funny because like um like the note that I have with all my uh, choices on it, it started off with like I wrote at the top Sunday Quad Squad Pod topic sci fi movies, and then I wrote out Star Wars and Order of Excellence, and I just went through and <laughs> did all eleven movies like how I would rank them, like eleven movies, not top five. And then I started listing like all the movies that I think would fall under the <laughs> fall under this the sci-fi thing. And there's so many animated flicks. So it's just so many. So many. Just, okay, so I'm gonna these rules go. helped you dwindle it down. <laughs> well, he had, your list you said was like at least a hundred movies long at one point, was it not? Yeah, yeah. And then when when you took out when when you said that there was like I, I think like that you guys all assumed that it wouldn't be Star Wars and stuff like that. So like you didn't like say it out loud. So like I listed those and then I started like listing movies and then I started 
taking out the like the Incredibles and the Incredibles two and stuff like that. And um, it's still like forty eight or forty nine. Mm-hmm. But we'll get down to the top five, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, before you start the re- to recap the rules for everybody, if anybody forgot, no Star Wars, no Star Trek, no Marvel no DC and it has to be live action. That's why all three of the cars movies were not one, two and three in my top five. So Bryce, we'll throw it back to you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. So um, I had a hard time deciding because like we, we were doing like the, um, we were talking back and forth and trying to make sure that we all had uh, independent lists, even though like a lot of it, like you and me both, you know, you and me, Andrew both thought Snowpiercer and we had to kind of like toss it up. And so like, um, but so I went with, I had to choose between, the, the first one that I couldn't make a decision between was The Thing with Kurt Russell, like way back in today, like 82, and Real Steel. And I went with Real Steel. Um, and you'll see why, nice. uh, because the other flicks were definites. But Real Steel is, is like so underrated and such a good movie. And I'm nearly crying at the end when uh, Charlie Ketton, Hugh Jackman's character, is like, he's doing like the, uh, the, the mimicking. The shadow of, boxing. Like, he's not using the actual, yeah, shadow boxing. And it's, and he's, and he's doing it. And I know I'm starting back to, uh, back to front, but like he's doing it. He's punching through and, and Evangeline Lily's crying in the crowd. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. But um, that movie, yeah, it, 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 it's an incredible flick. Like there's some really, real good drama in it. Like, um, I mean, he's like a kind of a degenerate gambler. You know, you don't really see, they don't really get into too much of like how maybe kind of pathetic or like dire his situation is. But you see it happen, and then he gets beat up by some people he tries to uh, kind of steal money from or doesn't pay them in time and stuff like this. And him and his son, um, uh, a kid named uh, – what's his name? Uh, Matt Kenton was his name. And I haven't seen him anything since, but it was – I mean, he's got to be like a full-grown adult now or whatever. But um, uh, you see like how he's like – he doesn't care about that kid at all. And then as the movie goes, you, you see the crescendo of like – father son sort of stuff happening and it just it eats me up but um so do you guys remember the last fight the ring girl that was walking around with the like she had the kind of like the chrome outfit and yeah. she was walking around during the thing that's actually one of my friends channing pierce who is a model i think she lives in south carolina now no but yeah oh. uh she she lived up here forever and um she used to date one of my friends uh joe gall who's a great uh cameraman um He's uh, called Camera Jesus, so we'll give him a shout out here just because he's so amazing. I mean, it, like he 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 looks like Jesus, and he's like the best at what he does. So I remember, like when I told him like twelve years ago, whatever, I was like, "Yeah, you're like Camera Jesus because you like look like Jesus." And he's like, "Oh shit, is that what people are gonna think?" And I was like, "It's like, yeah. Have, have you looked at yourself in the mirror recently?" Like, okay, but anyways, um, Sean Levy was the director of that, and that guy did Free Guy. He did Arrival, which was quietly also another really great flick like arrival was slow yeah. and quiet and had a lot of really droning music to it but it was a really cool movie and amy adams is amazing really like, i love her um Absolutely. and he also did the adam project which was super fun it wasn't yeah i like that movie too special but it, yeah it, it was fun it was like it was just like free guy it was like it was like okay mm-hmm. cool there wasn't anything too long or too short there wasn't anything too like hostile or weird you know so it was it was good stuff um and i will not go on for another 20 minutes Andrew, um, I will move on to the next one right, right away. I do, before before you move on, there yeah. were parts of that movie that were filmed in Milford. There's like the back stretches yeah. of Milford um, where the GM proving grounds are. Um, and like I grew up very close to that. And that's a very 
close drive right now but like i've driven all those roads so like those winding roads where there's rocks off to the side yeah, yeah. side yeah like five ten minutes from where i grew up which is yeah, pretty so uh, cool to see in a movie then you're like i recognize that yeah but both both my brother that some of you all just met bringing me cookies and my mother that you met yesterday bringing me cookies uh they both worked on that movie uh my mom is a sound oh, wow. uh, okay. a sound operator and a boom operator and my brother is a uh, uh, first AD, uh, or first AC, sorry, assistant cameraman. So they were both on that flick however many years ago it was. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I believe that was 2011. It's, that was, and yeah. Bryce, it's cute it, that you think that that's the first ago. time we've met your mom. Is that not the first time you've met my mom? <laughs> it was a joke, bro. Oh, <laughs> you know, you oh, know, this also, I, it hurts more that I didn't like get it right away <laughs> to, to point out. This isn't the first time Aaron has said something so unfunny that he's had to follow it up by saying it was, it a was joke. a joke. So I would just like to point that out. That's happened more than once. Like, like, like uh, Aaron, you're about to say something. I assume. Fuck you, Andrew. Yeah. We're. I tell you what, we're we're at an impressive pace here. That's yeah, I, I, I'm trying to poke the bear enough to get like one after every movie of mine. So like, <laughs> let's see if we can do that. <laughs> okay, so next we're going like extremely contemporary and Oscar winning and all that with everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I kept hearing about it, kept hearing about it, kept hearing about it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie. And I sat down and watched it, and by the end of the movie, I was like sitting like cross legged in front of the TV on the ground, like. I kept rewinding parts like, oh, my God, how did they do that? Just the cinematography and the special effects were just fantastic. How they were able to, like, two scenes at once kind of going back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. that sort of uh, camera work is so difficult. Because, like, they, they did that sort of thing like for a lot of, like, um, the X-Men movies when Jennifer Lawrence was playing Mystique. She would do the entire fight sequence as herself or, like, in, like, what do they call it? The, uh, the blue suits. And then she would do it all in, in makeup too. And then they'd match it so that you could see her actually changing from okay. Mystique to herself, you know, like or from, from herself to Mystique or whatever. I don't know. But um, that movie, uh, Daniel Kwan um, and Daniel Scheinert, I think, uh, they also did Swiss Army Man and they, uh, they directed and produced the, the TV show Legion on FX, which mm-hmm. I only saw a few episodes of, but was, was really, really, really interesting. And I think it kind of falls along the same lines of like the way this movie does. But this was like, they're like, we're doing this fucking, and they just went all out with it, you know? Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh is obviously like the best thing ever. And don't worry, Aaron, I won't bring up Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You're fine. Yeah, fuck that movie. Freak out. (laughs) So, so terribly done. (laughs) Hurts my soul every time he says it. why else do you think I brought it up? <laughs> I'm trying to poke the bear, man. <laughs> Andrew, say something. <laughs> no, no. It's on a T. It's not even I, fun. I, I can like I can see Andrew like waiting for his time. He's like, that's not the one. That's not the one. Yeah, not, no, not I yet. I have to lull Aaron into this false sense of security and then I wait till he's feeling good. I never feel good when I'm talking to you, Andrew. <laughs> That's because it's clear to you that there's at least three or four generations between us. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. Yeah, you have no idea what you can't, can't relate. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Two for five. Two for five. I am batting 400 here. Yeah. 
you're betting a thousand currently. You've only done two movies. Well, I've only done two. I know, but like it's it's going to be five no matter what. So like right yeah, now I'm sitting at four hundred. Okay, so um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deidre Bird. Uh, just like congratulations on her for uh, winning uh, the Best Supporting Actress. And I know there was a lot of controversy between her winning that and um, Angela Bassett winning for her role in Wakanda Forever. Because if you guys have seen Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett like took she took that role to the next level mm-hmm. uh, from Black Panther. It like like you could see the emotion of like her son dying. You know, it was really. It was incredible. So I can I can see how like uh, there was even a lot of talk like this is white privilege and stuff like that. But Jamie Lee Curtis's well, role in that was outstanding. Well, the Academy this wouldn't this is far from the first time the Academy would effectively give someone a lifetime achievement award in the form of in the form of in like the form of the best or best supporting role. <clears throat> Martin Scorsese reported. I think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was really good in that role. But yep. I think if you stack up Angela Bassett next to her, but as far as lifetime, thing, no, just in in just their that movie respective roles in Wakanda Forever and everything ever all at once. Angela Bassett was by far the superior performance, but the Academy also doesn't want to reward Marvel movies in that way in those categories. Mm-hmm. If you look yep. at things, if you look at things through the course of all of those movies, they've never wanted to do that. Yeah, um, uh, Black Panther didn't win category. when it came out for um for best special effects when it was nominated, did it? Or did did it actually win? That? I thought it won something. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't get into those costume design. Or... Yeah, I feel, I feel I feel like Black Panther won for <laughs> the Oscars. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> like, I, I don't either. Score. I have to check it later. I don't get into original score, best and... costume design. Yeah. I mean, it'd be oh, hard to argue yeah. that best costume design doesn't go to to, to uh, the Black Panther. I mean, let's, yeah, they made an entire city for that. So, okay, so we've got our two fuck you, Andrews. We got two movies down, so we're moving Wait on. A second, the- you're you're just gonna you're gonna breeze through the dildo fight scene and and not even mention it. Wait, I've never seen this movie, but now I'm intrigued. I was trying not to mention it. Yeah, like. <laughs> This is why I didn't want to mention it because I wanted there to be able to go an entire, There is an entire fight scene with like just a thousand dildos flying around the entire time. Really? And I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, we already said. <laughs> well, like here's the thing: like if if you if you say that about the about the dildos, <laughs> you also have to you have to you also have to explain the hot dog thumbs. And no, and you, like... no, we don't. Though. We just <laughs> if we want to get Aaron to watch the movie, that might we have be to mention dildos. Okay, I got it. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's a visual, that's a visual fuck you, Andrew, he's, folks. He's, he's, he's giving though I said it. to talk about his movies where people don't use words. They just use their hands and their facial expressions. God damn it, you're an asshole. We'll get, we'll get subtitles going for you. <laughs> Old man like is angry movie. at the bottom. <laughs> this is how no, he's like, watching films, the ones that yeah. had to do this. And, and like... And like and, Every sentence ends in ellipsis. It never like actually is period I or comma. I saw my anything. first like... movie at the nineteen oh nine World's Fuck Fair guys. in Coney Island. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's screen or Aaron's screen has gone dark. Oh, there he is. He, he couldn't oh, couldn't quit us forever. He couldn't quit us forever. Don't quit he's me, back. baby. Mm. It's all good. I I got more for you. I promise. <laughs> Why can't okay. I quit you? <laughs> I, 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 
I, I love a curmudgeon. I, I just can't help myself. So, okay, next. And now, like, um, this series obviously started a long time ago with Schwarzenegger and Jesse the Body and all the beefcakes, you know, and um, Predator, but Predators is my is one of my favorite like sci-fi flicks ever because a it's so well done i mean i think like sci-fi flakes in general star wars or whatever the case may be like they all get so much better as the special effects get better to use as there's more people like focusing on this sort of technology and everything like that and predators was just tons of like practical uh effects and stuff like that but just such a good cast i mean let's see here <clears throat> excuse me um adrian brody adrian brody alice braga Topher Grace, Lawrence Fishburne, Walton Goggins, and Walton Goggins is like Walton Goggins is amazing. Teeth. He is in he's everything. Amazing. He's one of those actors we were talking about yesterday. You know, he's just like he. You see him in like I, I was watching uh what I what I turned on Netflix the other day because I didn't feel like actually like watching something, but I felt like having something on. Uh, it was uh, uh, Shanghai Noon, and he's like one of the oh, cowboys shit. in that. And he's just like. I feel like he put even bigger caps on his teeth mm-hmm. for that role. Like it is just so ridiculous. Um, but um, Boyd Crowder for me from Justified. It's when Danny Trejo's in there, which I fucking Danny's so fucking yeah. amazing, and he's in yeah, everything like, too. Like he's one of those just like he's in it all, and he's always awesome in anything he fucking does. And and, and, and you can even ask, you'd be like, what character did he play? It's like he played Danny Trejo. Come on, You're like yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Machete. He's just Machete. Machete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So and he was actually uh, the next guy I was going to list, and then it's Oleg Tartarov, who's um, a great Russian actor who you see like he's one of those guys you just kind of see him around, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy again. Like I think I think the last time I saw him, he was in like the last Bad Boys or something like that. You know, he was like one of like the uh, the Russian like bad guys. I was like, oh yeah, there's that guy again, um, Luis Ozawa and uh, Marshala Ali. I said his name right. Yes, Marshala yes. Ali. God damn it. No, I didn't say his name right. Damn. Okay, but um our future blade. And um and that's that's gonna it's gonna be a fantastic thing. Although I think that movie's put on hold. season three also. Yes, yes. Um, but um so some of the action sequences in that um and not even when they're fighting the predators, when like there's other things on that and that weird planet that they get shipped to, um are just so cool. And like it is a little weird how like they're all like combat specialists or murderers or psychopaths or this and that but Topher Grace is just like a like a high school teacher or something and and none of them are like that's a little weird that's a little weird why is he here and and none of them say that once and it it gets me I'm like these these people are all that smart they were able to figure out all these things but they can't figure out that that's the psychopath (laughs) that's the serial killer like they can't figure that out but uh yeah no I mean um there's so many great moments in that movie uh, especially at the end like and it's kind of cool because they kind of followed the same formula that like original Predator did, where like mud and heat and everything kind of like blinds the predators, and um, and then Adrian Brody just goes to work on him. It's super cool, and the visuals, especially like uh, the skyline visuals, are just fantastic. Lawrence Fishburn, Fishburne is super creepy, like maybe the creepiest he's ever been. I'm not sure how many creepy roles he plays, but like man, he made me super uncomfortable that movie, and. <clears throat> I, man, I can't find a way to get Aaron to freak out and with the, talking about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out in my head. I can't. I've never seen the movie, so it just it just needs to happen organically. We'll find a way to get. Oh, there. really? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, like we started talking about like how my my batting average is 400 right now, and I'm like worried about not going 600. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay. But anyways, I'm going to move on to my next movie. 
And I think everyone, I've never heard anyone say they dislike this movie because it's it's really just kind of what's happening to America. Like it was a movie that started off as a parody and now it's a documentary. Right. And that's idiocracy. Yep. Art imitating life. Yeah. It, it, like the... Mike Judge made that be like, oh, I'm a funny guy. And then like, and then Trump was elected and, and now he's probably like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't have made that movie. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can, like the uh, Justin Long in the hospital. Like be like, ah man, there's just something wrong with you. Man. He's like smoking a huge spliff and he's like <laughs> and he and he's got those buttons that he's supposed to press to like designate like look what's wrong with the person. <laughs> there and, and like there's there's slot machines in the hospital. Like mm-hmm. I love that because like if you go to Vegas or like Atlantic City, there's slot machines in the airports. Mm-hmm. So we're almost yeah, yeah. there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna start. Um those uh, have been there ro- since like the eighties though. <laughs> yeah, true. P- progression in America is slow, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the giant state-sized uh, uh, garbage piles. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. It'll be great. Those are in the ocean. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually we're going to fill up the ocean, you know, and and then and then <laughs> it's what it's what it's what plants crave. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, that and thin mints. Okay, so uh, um, my favorite character in that movie, though, and this is like this is one of the things that really makes it as ridiculous as the movie is, is I, have to, I had to write this down because I can never remember it. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a TikTok user. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That 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 is the president of the United States, and he shows up like. When um, oh wait, what was I, I totally forgot what Luke Wilson's character was called? Not, not ready or not here or not. Oh man, and I can't believe I didn't write this down either. That's really annoying. But he's like, "Are we gonna help him out? Are we gonna help him out?" Guns in the air, yeah! And he just starts firing off like an AK forty-seven. He's got he's got the motorcycle. He's drinking beer on it. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. And um, uh, Kristen Bell's husband, uh, Back Shepherd, Jack uh, Shepherd. Dak Shepard, like, I want that role in movies for the rest of my life. That, that, that's all I want to do with my life. Oh, 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 oh. shut up! I'm watching TV. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, like, imagine how much fun that must be. Like, if you pay me a hundred thousand dollars for that movie, oh, fantastic. Okay, and um, I'd take twenty grand for that. Well, yeah, well, and, and going back to the presidential names, when I when I run for president, I am for sure going to be President Nine Toes. It will not be my name. Wait, are you we, announcing we, your presidency? Uh, run always, right now? is that what's going on? <laughs> always, I'm going to announce it every single episode until it happens. I'm going to manifest my presidency. <laughs> Okay, now moving on uh, to my fifth and final choice, and and I think for most sci-fi fans, this w- movie ends up being one of the, the top ones. That we all yes, one. yeah, Absolutely. we all wanted this. We one. all did. Um, yep. And and like I haven't said it yet, and these guys already know, so that's how obvious it is. And it's the fifth element. Mm-hmm. And this was th- this was shown in my senior senior year English class. Oh no! Yeah. Shit, really. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's just like 
there's so much ridiculous stuff that could or couldn't be part of the future, you know, and it's a, it's a lot of the things that we talked about um, on our last episode about like capitalism and stuff like that, how everything's fucked and, mm-hmm. and they keep having to build, build the world up because everything is destroyed, you know? So like, you know, he's got the, he's got the, the Chinese place that like just comes by his window, you know, and flies by cigarettes only have this much nicotine in them and this much filter. And, and you can only have so many a day and, and it's just, and, and the outfits, but like, I remember I was like maybe 15 or 16, I think when that movie came out and I had, I hadn't heard of Mila Jovovich yet. And after that, I never wanted to hear about another woman in my life. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what? Like Lilu, Lilu Dallas, mm-hmm. multipass. Like it was one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so many great characters in that, but besides Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, Gary Oldman as Zorg. Who, who which killed was that like role? Super odd. He was so it, like, creepy. Was, he kills creepy. Yes, exactly. Like, it was uncomfortable, just... and like every time he was on screen, I was like, mm. like, I remember the first time I watched it. I didn't necessarily like the movie, and then I watched it again. I was like, okay, and then I watched it again. I was like, this is fucking awesome. You know, it was one of those movies that like, kind of grows on you, and then when you realize what it's like, all the amazing things in it. Like, and I do have to say this one thing. I don't know how I got on this track, but like when he's choking on the one cherry he throws in that glass of water for some reason. Like what's with the animal that, that comes out of his desk? Yeah, I, I never did get that, but yeah, I, I think we all <laughs> kind of know what that animal was mm-hmm. for, but yeah. um, I think it's weird to like throw it in there at all. I think maybe a little <laughs> unnecessary, but I'm not Luke Besson, the director. And that guy's clearly a, a very good director, but um, I mean, this guy also did, uh, the transporter movies, which the first two were really solid. The third one was okay, and then the rest of them, whatever they just keep remaking, would have been whatever. I've never seen them, but um, um, he did the professional, uh, Lucy. Lucy was good. It was Lucy. Yeah, good. I, I you know, enjoyed like, there was Lucy. A few, there's a few moments. There was a few moments though there were it fell apart, and you're like, what the fuck happened? And you're like, the whole bathroom scene on the airport in the uh, airplane, and, and then she's just like walking away. It's like, well, like explain to me, like. I, I need some context here. Like, what the fuck happened? She she disappeared, then she's walking down the hall. Like, give me something. And of course, I feel like he's one of those directors who's like, no, it's good. It's good that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, this, how he talks, but I just looked at his name, and I know he's a German uh, uh, director, so I'm just going with that. Um, uh, and, oh, and the absolute best thing that Chris Tucker has ever done in his life, Ruby Rod! I mean, that is... That is like that whole sequence when uh, Corbin Dallas gets on the uh, the cruise ship or whatever, and he's running him through, and he's saying, "You know, it's like, could you just like, you know, can you do do don't just like participate a little bit? Do you want to participate?" He grabs him, throws him against the wall. And he's like, okay, <laughs> just it, just amazing. And he's got he's got those like three like those three guys with him the entire time. There's like, oh Ruby, it was just amazing. It was, it was the, the best I've ever heard. You know. Bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> so good the so hair. he had like the normal hair and then he had and like then just the, 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 the little like cones sticking mm-hmm. out in, in the hollow I, yeah I, I that was a little that was a, that was a little too parallel sided to be a cone <laughs> it looked more it was a yeah, tube you know, um there we go that's what we'll call it. we'll call it a tube <laughs> and and when when this when this blows up and we go to the moon and we're playing Wembley. That is how I'm signing autographs. I'm just taking a red a paintbrush with red paint and just dragging it across. 
like like why you strut. <laughs> I'll teach you how to do that walk. All you got to do is get your heels off the ground, and it just happens. The hips start moving. <laughs> I do love when they're they're doing all the elements and everything, and like the flame one. And as he's putting it down, like both him and Chris Tucker, are like. <gasps> <laughs> a little bit Come, like save the Dallas. flame from going out. Come in Dallas. Come in Come in Dallas. <laughs> so uh like my honorable mention, like I mentioned, was the thing, which was just a fantastic movie. And I think like when it comes down to like a lot of things, uh when it comes to sci-fi, John Carpenter is just fantastic. So I'll just mention that real quick just so I can get six in while the rest of you have five. And uh moving on to that guy. <laughs> I don't know where you're pointing. Which Chaplin, which Chaplin film are you starting off with, Aaron? Fuck you, Andrew. Yeah. Did it. That's okay. double digits. <laughs> okay. That's so so th th three out of five, not bad. Three out of five, not bad. He did, he, if, somebody, he if somebody's listening to these. Andrew's, Andrew's if somebody's listening to these back to back, they're getting drunk. Andrew's silent <laughs> film reference is, is starting to get old to the audience. I can feel it. Well, you started to get old about 40 years ago. So it's Fuck ironic. You, Andrew. Such <laughs> oh, a dick. Oh. He's, 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 even, he's even improvising, <laughs> he's adding to it. So you, you can teach a really old dog new tricks, apparently. <laughs> You're gonna see. You're gonna yeah, see yeah, my. Can you go so you're, I can stop talking about. You're gonna you see are? my trick about dick kicking pretty pretty soon. I mean, would it, it hurt it? Would it hurt as bad if you only have four toes on that foot? Oh, you might. Yours might fit in the space between. We might become one. <laughs> we might interlock and become one soul for just a moment. Okay. I can only. I can only imagine. I can only imagine Paul, the inner turmoil. I don't think we can put that on a, on a t-shirt, but we should talk no. after after the episode and see what we can do. Marty on Canva. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Just imagining that. Now, I, now I'm like totally distracted. Um, so... Hey, guys, real, real quick, before you start, Aaron, I just want to say, based on this last little uh, exchange... We are nailing this. Absolutely. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Like we, Listen, we have we have got this down. If there's anybody we have to impress, it's just the other people who are part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll be in the text stream later, like, hey, you did a really good job. Yeah, you know, sorry about all the fuck you, Andrews. No, we won't. <laughs> but also <laughs> fuck you, Andrew. He'll never he'll never apologize for that. No, it's, I I should so, show yeah, how many so. times in the text string I say fuck you, Andrew. Oh man. <laughs> if you people think it happens <laughs> a lot here, time. you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> Apparently it's easy for him to type than it is to say. I don't know how that happens on a uh he just copy a, uh, and paste it from a from a from his notes app. It's just copy and mm -hmm. paste every time. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. But okay. I am not I am not into movies near as much as these guys are. Um I watch a lot, but I don't I'm not gonna talk to you about the score like Andrew did, and I'm not probably even gonna mention other movies that directors made, but um these Do you just wanna 
Do you just want to text everybody a list of your movies and we can just call the episode? Then, right then it would be a talkie. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that myself, so fuck I'm you, not... Andrew. I don't... <laughs> it counts. I love it. You you have the you have the retaliatory fuck you, Andrew, and the celebratory fuck you, Andrew. That's fantastic. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to talk about the title of the movie or the director or the actors in it or the plot. I might just, I might just explain for three seconds and move yes. on because unlike yeah. Andrew, I'm too. I'm too busy to care about movies and, and enjoy things. Uh, okay, so we're going to start out here. Uh, Hmm. Fuckers. Um, so I'm going to start at the bottom of my list. Uh, and there was several, like real steel was one of my favorites. Um, but, uh, ex machina was a very surprising movie for me. I didn't, I, it was out for a while and I did not think I'd like it at all. Directed by Alex guard Garland. And it was like elite. I think it might've been like Alicia Vikander. Very, first big role i'm not sure about that but i i did not know her until she played so she plays an artificial intelligence robot um dom hall gleason is a programmer who gets it thinks he wins this uh trip to his company's big mansion where he gets to stay for a weekend where they where he meets this artificial intelligence robot who's played by Alicia Vikander, of course. And just the way she starts out with just a robot body and like a human face, which is creepy as hell. But as she evolves or as they build onto her and she evolves and how he actually falls in love with her, it's just, and I think the, the, the entire audience falls in love with her. There's just, it was always during that movie that, there was a creepiness about her that always kept you uncomfortable. And, um, and then of course at the end, she locks him in this, <laughs> this fortress that, that she was locked in for how long and goes out into the world, which I was hoping for an ex machina too, because when she's walking down the street at the end and you're just wondering what she's going to do to humans, it's, I need a number two. I need a number two. Of course, that would probably ruin it. But I mean, it was a, it was it, it was a. <laughs> You're right there, Bryce. I need a number two. I need a number two. Do you, do you need to take a break, old, old man? Like, say. what's going on? <laughs> that was supposed to be his I line, so two. I could say, "Fuck you, second, man." I'll be right back. Oh, here. Fuck you, Bryce. Oh, I need a number two. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it so, was, this was a, he said it. I just couldn't help myself. This was, this was only like a $15 million budget movie and it, and it doubled its price, but it won Academy. It won an Academy award. So I thought yeah. you don't care about Academy awards, but now you do. Now that we're the fact that it won, I don't watch the Academy awards. I should say that I will pay attention to who wins that, but yeah, very good movie. Um, uh, Did you say the budget was only fifty yes. million? Yeah, Man, and it, like, and it only uh, and it only made CGI and, and everything. And it only made thirty six million. It I don't think it did very well in theaters, but I think it turned it kind of turned into a cult classic when it was released. Yeah, sounds like it. Oh, and by the way, I just looked it up for you, after. Andrew. Um, that was kind of like her first biggish role, but it was like a pseudo independent flick. So like she has 
eight or nine movies or actually like 10 or 12 movies before that. And they're all like really small, small budget movies and like independent flicks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina um, was like the one where she kind of made it. And then it was the man from uncle and, mm-hmm. you know, everything after that. So yeah, that was definitely like kind of her coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to my next one and you're going to see, and I don't know why I like these movies cause I, I hate mind fucks, but, uh, when it comes to sci-fi, I kind of like the ones that really screw with your head. And, and I'm also big into time travel movies. I don't know. I just have this obsession with the thought of being able to go back and change something. You know what I mean? I think everybody probably has that in life. And Ashton Kutcher. Let's not bury the lead here. Okay. You love Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Butterfly, butterfly effect. Ash, Ashton, Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher basically pay, plays Ashton Kutcher because Ashton Kutcher plays Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher and everything. But He's a Wyoming boy like you, right? Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm from Nebraska. It's a baker's What's dozen. What's the difference? Um, but, uh, actually a, a star studded cast cast with, uh, Ashton and Amy smart, who we all fell in love with oh, love during, uh, yeah. uh, road so trip. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's Eric Stoltz. And, um, anyway, so Ashton could, Ashton- played Frankie Stacconi from boy meets world is his friend. Oh his yeah. Friend. Yeah. Ethan. I, I, yeah, I forgot about him. Who is now? Who is now shredded? Have you seen him? Oh now? yeah, he's huge. He is just jacked. He is like, looks like he's chiseled out of marble. Like abs. Ethan Suppley, I think. Yeah, is it is Ethan Suppley. He he was the one that played. Uh, oh, and remember the Titans. He was like his biggest. No, you know, like was he Louis Lastic? Yeah, he was Louis yeah. Lastic. He was Louis the one Lastic. who was like. I hurt my back. He was like, "Yeah, I gave your mama a piggyback ride, and she weighs twice as much as I do." Mm-hmm. And then the whole locker room he's a, he's actually a great actor, but now that he's shred, he's a fantastic. Actor. Now that he's shredded, he like can't get hired because he was always playing the fat dude. Because he was in uh, what was the yeah. one with the train with uh, uh, the weren't the the runaway train. God, were you talking about the, the Clint Eastwood movie for a few years? No, back, no, no. Um, the one. Damn it. Are you talking about the one with Denzel? Denzel, yeah. Chris Pine? And Chris Pine. Uh, it's something stupid like Runaway Train. Like, it's not Runaway no, Train. No, isn't it like Pelham? Like Pelham Unstoppable. One, two, Unstoppable. Unstoppable, yeah. He he was in that, and he was the one, he was the reason that the train ran away. But I digress. Anyway. Uh, I remember uh, from... Uh, uh, real fast right. for Ethan Suppley, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. He was part of that crew, <laughs> and it was... Fantastic. Oh, that's he, right. he, was, mm-hmm. he was so good in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now please, Paulie, if you will. I was just going to say, I remember him from uh, Boy Meets World, the television show. Like he was oh, one of the big boys in there. in there. Yeah, Frankie. He's Frankie. Vader yeah. And his like his, his dad was Vader. Well, then they actually had an episode with w- Vader. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I knew him from My Name is Earl. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He that was too. in American History yep. X. He was in. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Wolf of Wall Street. Guys, he was in just... Mallrats. He was in Clerks too. So he's been in. Uh, yeah, every, yeah. In every genre. So the butterfly effect. Um, uh, Ashton Kutcher. It starts out when he's when he's uh, when he's a kid, and he always has these 
these times when he just blacks out and they don't know what happens and and all of a sudden and then as he gets into college all of a sudden he has this uh, he has a blackout but he goes back to if he like because every time he would black out he would write write about it like this is where I black and he'd write notes so all of a sudden he picked up these notes and he could go back to the time that he blacked out in as a child as a teenager and um he was always trying to get you know he was trying always trying to end up with amy smart and she was uh um eric stoltz played her dad and he was a creep pedophile and so he was always going back to these times and every time he would change it it would end up worse for him to the point where um he ended up towards the end of the movie with like no hands because <laughs> he and everything just kept getting fucked yeah, up yeah. and then and then he ended up he ended up killing Amy Smart at uh at the at the end of the movie but uh but no it's just and like i said time travel and it's it's just such a mind mind fuck with how how ever much you try to change something something always gets worse but and then and then towards the end because his dad also he was his dad was committed and so he could uh he had the gift too but he knew how bad it was so he actually tried to kill Ashton Kutcher when he was a kid that you find out late later in the movie. But in the end, Oh, because, because he knew that he was having these episodes. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. He knew he was going to have it. And, and he knew how bad it was for everything. And so at the end, every time it got worse, Ashton Kutcher actually figured out that he is the problem. And there's two different en- endings to this. Um, I, the one on in the movie was different. So the one in the movie, in the ending, he goes back. He watches a movie of his mother giving birth, and he ends up back in the womb, and he just ends up put, wrapping the umbilical cord and offing himself. So he's just never part of it. And then, so then, and because it was because of him that Amy Smart stayed with her dad because she didn't want to not be with him not be around him as a child it was because of him that her brother turned into a delinquent so he just offs himself and everything's fixed um and then the movie version version uh it's right when her mom leaves and he just walks up to her in a at a birthday party and says don't ever fucking talk to me again you piece of crap and so she moves away with her mom instead of staying with her dad and so does her brother but yeah, the two different endings was what because I was watching it on TV. I'm like, wait, that's not how it ends. He kills himself in the womb. That's too happy. That I mean, thinking about how they test all that stuff out, like how that would have played for like test audiences, especially with the topic of just like abortion in general, mm-hmm. whether you're yeah. pro life or pro right, and for that to be the ending to the whole movie in what 1998 or like the early 2000s, whatever 2004. You see, Cletus, it's not it's not murder. It's a, it's not even abortion. It's 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 baby suicide. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that conversation at the bar would go well, Bryce. Yeah, I, I can't All right. wait. And Aaron, cheer us up, please. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Indie. Any, any other me super hassle? I just tried and failed miserably. So, <laughs> I told you, I'm into t- I'm into dark crap. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so surprising. Yeah, it's Andrew's abuse, isn't it? It, it is. Andrew and Andrew drives <laughs> me to it. A tiny violin for Aaron. Yeah, it, that, Andrew drives. His, his movies were fun sci-fi flicks before before like we started. Aaron's like, this. hey, do you want me to ruin your entire evening? <laughs> Let's talk about the butterfly effect for thirty-six minutes. Yes. Well, you know, if I wasn't abused so bad by by Andrew, who scored that movie, Aaron? You didn't cover that. Who? Uh, I don't. Who, I don't give a fuck. The score. Oh, I'm a country boy. We don't care about the score. I, I I literally don't know, which which is shitty that I don't pay attention <laughs> wasn't to that. But I don't care. I literally don't care. If it wasn't Toby Keith, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. You know, Aaron, I got to tell you, uh, the one thing Fourth I really team. like about the most recent F.U. Andrews is that you're really letting like the wait time happen. You're really, you're really, you're really building suspense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've got to have different, different, different ones. Um, okay. And then my next one, which is, which is to nobody's surprise or no, uh, no, sorry. I got my notes mixed up. Uh, my my next one. This is why I introduced the episode. Yes. By the way, in case anyone was yes. Wondering. Um. So my next one is a movie from 1997 with, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who who is one of my favorite directors. Has been an amazing director. Um, it's it has, and I must have a thing for Matthew McConaughey too. But, um, uh, yeah. It's contact and Jodie Foster is the all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. right Jodie Foster is the is the main character in this, and she is a scientist who she is at SETI and discovers this discovers an alien signal, which they uh, they start taking or being a because it's all mathematical whoever's sending it back it's all mathematical and when they get this um the the original vi- uh visual of this signal is freaking hitler and you're like what in the hell but that was uh i can't i don't remember the history of it but that was like we sent that was the first broadcast that was sent into space was was Hitler talking, and so that's what they pick up and send back. So we didn't send that. Wasn't we, we didn't we, do that? Did no. That. Yeah. Yeah. Who who is the we that you're referencing? Mankind. <laughs> okay. okay. It's a much broader. Place yes. Than yeah. just the four of us. It was it was the first television signal to ever go out into the ether. You know. Um, yeah, and, and and Aaron remembers this because he was obviously like what thirty two, thirty three in nineteen forty five. You're supposed to leave those lines to Andrew so I can say fuck you, Andrew. Well, I mean, it didn't look like he was going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I figured I had to take the opportunity. 
Listen, if anybody else wants to jump in and join me, you're more than welcome to. I'll, I'll get I'll get my shots in. in yeah, I mean, the, the last time I made fun of you, you said, fuck you, Andrew. So I'm just going to go ahead and try and help the tally. There for you him. go. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's a it's a great cast. Got Matthew McConaughey, James Woods, who's turned into a fucking nutball. Tom Skerritt, William Fickner, who William Fickner is another one of those guys who is an amazing actor, but is in everything. Um yeah, look him up because you'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. He's he's the guy who's in the bank heist scene. He's the bank manager in the dark night yes. who Joker puts the like the smoke, oh yeah yes the smoke bomb yeah. in his mouth. So love good. that guy. Yeah, I couldn't believe he had such and, uh, a small part in that movie, but he was perfect. Um, isn't so uh, isn't Michael Morse also in that movie? The guy I mentioned yesterday, isn't he like? The alien that they event that Jodie Foster ends up talking to in the end. Uh, the one I that comes back as her dad. That is uh, David Morse. David Morse. David Morse, yeah, not Michael yeah, Morse. Yeah, yeah David, David Morse. Morse. I'm thinking of the baseball. Yeah, and player. I love David Morse too. Green Mile, he was awesome, and he's a huge. He's a big he's awesome. dude. Larry King. Larry King makes an appearance in the movie. Oh, you got Rob Lowe, Jake Busey. Um, Jake Busey is a religious nut that blows up this machine that they end up building to that the aliens sent to travel to their wherever they're at um uh, angela bassett again is in it and it's it's just star-studded oh, yeah it's right yeah um totally forgot about and, that and so anyway the plot of the movie goes that the aliens send the signal and it's actually blueprints for this machine that will pretty much just take you through a wormhole to get to their planet. And so they build the first one and then Jake Busey, who is a religious nut blows it up because he doesn't want to talk to him. And they kind of, but then there's a, that's not what God would want. Yeah. But then there, there was this super rich dude that had been following all of it and build his own somewhere else. So she ends up getting it into this machine and um, she goes through this portal, and the aliens appear to her as her dead father, and uh, and it's a whole big long scene, and it all it, it actually it's funny because it ties uh, these aliens to what maybe people would believe as religion, you know, like they've kind of been watching over us this whole time, and they they are the higher power. But um, in the end, they say, you are not ready to meet us yet. It, you, humankind needs to evolve a lot further. And then it... it That's bad news for them. <laughs> jo- jo- As we in devolve. the end of the movie, Jody Foster's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, Have you seen Idiocracy? We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, like, she, yeah, we'll contact you with like 150 years. Yeah. And she goes through this, this whole maze of wormholes where she ends up meeting her as they appear to her, her father. Basically, what you consider like heaven if you're going to meet your dead, dead relatives. But everybody who sees her, it just, it's at the snap of a finger and they don't think anything happens. And, uh, by, but at the so they don't think anything happens. She's telling them this whole elaborate story, and they're like, "There's nothing. There's nothing on the camera. There's nothing." And so they they never really do believe her, and they think that this 
this rich dude that built the second machine ended up just kind of getting one over on everybody that he was the one that was somehow sending and and at the end they but at the end they they watched this video of static when she goes through all the wormholes and stuff and they say you know what the funny thing is is it's only static but there's four hours of it or something like that you know there's just hours of the yeah. static and one of one of the greatest lines, and I'm going to butcher it, but like at the end, she's talking to a group of kids, and she they go, "Do you believe in alien aliens?" And um, the line is, uh, "Well, it's a huge warm universe, and it's pretty selfish of us to think we're the only ones that are in it," which is a good point. Um, but yeah, love that movie. It's not just us, it's God too. God's here. Yeah, whatever. I would I would rather if God was a bunch of aliens just kind of hard pass. Okay. But McConaughey's great in that too. Like I loved McConaughey in that one. And then like I was thinking about it, I was like McConaughey was in another one. I was thinking of Interstellar, which he is also fantastic in. Like I love him in that. But uh yeah, like I mean Jody obviously being Jody, like anything she's in is great. But Mm -hmm. I was I was pleasantly surprised when i watched that and how good mcconaughey was because all i knew him from was fucking dazed and confused when yeah. i first watched that where it's just like it's 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 matthew yeah, <laughs> yeah. two of my favorite jody foster movies are he's just, he's just con- himself, you know? contact yeah. and safe room are two of my favorite jody foster movies safe room very young yeah. Kristen stewart also yes very young Kristen stewart and dwight yoakam the country singer who plays an amazing bad guy in that he's so good as an actor uh jared leto also that's one of the other yeah jared leto is the one it's like such a weird collection it's jared yeah it was jared leto uh dwight yoakam and then um the dude forrest Forrest whitaker yes it was it was forrest whitaker where the three guys three guys that broke in yeah but yeah that's another yeah, great so movie that's, that's all star you know? <laughs> yeah that was the first movie that well no i don't think that was the first movie that dwight yokum was ever in he was also in oh it was about yeah. those uh train robbers back in the 30s or 40s and matthew mcconaughey was in that one too and but whoever knew that dwight yokum had act acting chops but he fucking crushes it as the guy getting divorced at the beginning of Wedding Yes. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go comatose for me, baby. <laughs> like, he was in Sling Blade, like, The Panic Room, Wedding Crashers. Like, he was in a lot of stuff. He's been in a bunch. He was supposed to be in the Friday Night Lights movie. He was supposed to be the, or no, it might have been the TV show where he was, like, slated to be the to be the head coach. And then Kyle Chandler um, rode in on his motorcycle with three days of five o'clock shadow to meet Pete Berg, the showrunner. And that was it. For mm. And coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights is one of the greatest TV characters of all time. And I don't really think it's anything that we can even debate. But yeah, I think Dwight Yoakam was the other person who was supposed to be mm. for that role, too. So he's he's gotten around uh, in film and TV. Yeah. Um, so my next movie is like. Everybody's gonna. Everybody loves this movie. I I I like the all three of its series. I, I I like all three, but number one, Back to the Future takes the cake, and I will fight any one of you. 
about it. Two was awesome because Pizza Hut like just promoted the piss out of it. But <laughs> Nikes, Nikes, Pepsi. Have Pepsi. you have you guys ever met someone who says the third <laughs> movie is the best of the series? Because I have I, no. Sure that there's no one out there. The third vehicle is the best vehicle. <laughs> the train. That's yeah, the yeah. best vehicle of any of them. It honestly, if Aaron, that, after after his crouching tiger hidden dragon take, if Aaron said Back to the Future Three is the best one, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know what? Back to the Future Three is the podcast would have been canceled. Back to the Future Three is the only one I ever saw in the theater, though. The other ones were all out on VHS before I saw them. When I was very first, so back they were out on a reel to reel when I saw yeah. them. It was thirty five. Thirty five millimeter. Yeah, yeah, that's the. the but no, I was introduced. So um, my aunt was in high school when I was very young. I, I would have been four in 85. But I think by the time I was like six, it was out on VHS. And she put that in and said, you're going to like this. And I, at a young age, I was in car, into cars and suck my dick. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, thank you. What? Fuck you, Andrew. Let me get through this. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Back to the Future Three. You were saying we're at fifteen. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, and I remember I could I vividly remember seeing this as a young child, and I was bored with the movie until that tailgate comes down, and you hear that you hear the DeLorean fire up and the taillights come on, and from then I was hooked, and you. Again, Robert Zemeckis. I mean, just one of the best. Um, and you have a lot of young, you know, Michael J. Fox was big because of uh, what the hell was that show? Uh, Family Ties. Family Matters. Family Ties. And but I mean, not not a huge because this was before Teen Wolf even. But was Teen Wolf the next year? It, I think Teen Wolf came out came out the next year or two. Really. It was before it. I think Teen Wolf was eighty four. Wasn't oh really? I'm looking it up right now. No, they were both eighty five. That's wild. Eighty five. He they both he's came in Back out to the future. And oh Teen wow, what a year for him then. That's crazy. But you've got Christopher Lloyd, which who doesn't love Christopher? I mean, that put Christopher Lloyd on the map. Besides Taxi, because hasn't aged at all. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. Um, you know, he was great in Taxi he when he was young. He hasn't aged the way age for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Th- Thomas, like the same age from 25 to 65. You got Leah Thompson, who who didn't fall in love with Leah Thompson. Um, the reason 2 is better is because, uh, God damn it, um, the one that took over the part of his girlfriend. Um, she was in uh, Cocktail. Shoe. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shoe. Shoe. You fell in love with Elizabeth Shoe in Back to, Back to the Future 2. Um. Yeah. Uh, still in love with her. Yeah. Still in love with her. She was a. She what? To be fair, she was a shoe in for the role. <laughs> God damn it, no. Andrew. I, I'm out. <sighs> fuck I'm fuck out. you. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what's gotten bad when I can't stop the jokes. The yeah, Billy Zane. Billy Zane was one of the thug. Was one of the thugs in, in in one. No. Yeah. Sure. Um. Oh my God! That was Billy Zane. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, Billy yep. Um, Crispin Glover, who is just he—he's best known for Back to the Future, but Charlie's Angels. I mean, he just plays a great creepy dude. 
Um, so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so creepy. And he was actually only in one. You know, he has, there's cameo, there's like supposed to be cameos, but those are just stunt doubles in two and three. He was never in another Back to the Future after that. And I think they had contract disputes or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Um, that's crazy. But, so yeah, I don't think I, I, don't, I, I don't remember ever seeing him in two. Well, it's right at the end, or, so it, so they start the beginning again where, um, Marty and his girlfriend are looking at the Toyota and then uh, his parents are standing in the doorway. So in one, at the end of the movie, that's actually him standing in the doorway. But in two, when he's standing at the doorway, that's that's not him. And then that's when Doc comes in with the tie. Because they remade that because they used Elizabeth Shue and not... Uh, God, they don't even put her name on here. I should have looked that up. Is it Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer Parker. Yeah, the Claudia uh, Wells is her Claudia name. Wells. Yeah, yep. And and the fun and I don't need to tell anybody about the plot about Back to the Future who's listening to this because they know it. But um the fun but one of the greatest and I think a lot of people know this too, but one of the greatest things about Back to the Future is Michael J. Fox was not the one picked to star in that. Eric Stoltz was the original cast. It was originally casted as Marty Marty McFly, and it was a scheduling conflict. Conflict that, uh, yeah, he couldn't do it, or and so, I mean that that just made Michael J. Fox. But yeah, one of my I will watch, and I will I will watch all three over and over and over again to this day. The the movies would have sucked. If Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly. Yes. Yeah. Like seeing what you've seen with Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. like yeah. sucks for him, but uh, it, it, it could like, be no Michael one else. Michael J. Fox is perfect in that role. Probably one. You know I, what? I, and, and, and that's, that's the case for so many movies, like so many movies. It was one person cast scheduling conflict. And especially mm-hmm. with COVID and everything where they kept having to back things up. People had to drop out of movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. There are lots of movies. I mean, lots of movies where it was supposed to be someone else, you know? Oh, that's a like, good one. Uh, do you remember, do you remember Dr. Parnassus when Heath Ledger took his own life? And then it was like Jude Law, um, Johnny Depp. I don't know. Was it or Colin Farrell? Like, there's four people who play the role of Dr. Parnassus. And I think Heath Ledger, when he took his own life, he was either in the middle of filming or they had stopped filming and everybody else comes in and basically plays a version of him. And that was because I think they were all his friends and they wanted to yeah. make sure that the movie was made. I'll look it up while you guys are talking, but that was another one that was like, just the revolving doors of like why someone else is in the role or something like that. It's crazy. Like that. Well, like, to bring Star Wars into our sci-fi talk, Kurt Russell was almost Luke Skywalker. So I, mean, I did not like, know that. Could you imagine it, if it had been Kurt Russell instead of Mark Snake Hamill? Like Pliskin? Whoa. Snake Pliskin cannot be Luke Skywalker. He is Snake Pliskin. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't but Which, isn't Kurt Russell like about the same age as Harrison Ford? I mean, I can't believe he'd even be cat. He he, he he tried for both roles. He went for um, Luke oh. and um, Solo. I tell you what, though, he he, he would have been a decent decent Han Solo. I think he would have been a decent Han Solo. The position of Hamill and Ford, though, is why those two play off each other so well. Kurt Russell and Harrison Ford would be like two sides of the same. Right. I don't feel like that would work. Yeah, very true. Like, 
it only would have worked if he would have been solo or yeah, if he would have been solo and Mark Hamill still been Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they again, like I can't see anybody else as solo or Luke yeah. or the Joker. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future for three. I was fucking heartbroken when the train hit the DeLorean, but that's that's for a different time. Um well, it's funny because the DeLorean is such a shitty car, but everyone oh, loves yeah. it. it, it, like, it was a piece. Realistically, it's awful. It's a horrible car. Well, it's that's not even how they sound. Um, got, like, Kurt Russell and Mark Hamill are nearly the exact same age. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. They're both 71, 72. Mm-hmm. Um, still, still younger than Aaron for both of them. Fuck you, Andrew. I am a that young Han Solo. I literally, I literally look like a young Andrew. Han Solo. Sixteen, a sweet sixteen. He's running out of gas. Did you hear how we kind of tapered off at the end of that one? You, Andrew. No, I, I, Andrew. I, I think that was a stylistic uh, decision. Yeah. Fuck you. It sounds like if Yoda said "fuck you, Andrew," he'd be like, "You, Andrew, fun." Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> he's running out of ideas here. We need, we need. Too bad there's a writer's strike with the WGA because we're running out of uh, running out of ideas. Uh, when my brother gets back from the gym, I'll ask him if he knows any writers that have any ideas for how he, how you can spice up. Fuck you, Andrew. All right, I got I got your back. I will I will say I don't know if you guys have followed the WGA strike. The signs that those writers have created and the pictures I've seen of their signs mm-hmm. are by and it makes sense because they're professional writers, but yeah. their signs are right. fucking hilarious. Like at what I saw one that was like, do you really want me to post how succession ends? And like just all these different things about all sorts. They're so, so talented. So yeah, they deserve every was, penny that they're asking for. When was the last writer's strike? Do you remember like the big one that like all the TV shows? 2008 or not? Cause it was, it was like seven or eight. Oh, seven, oh, eight. It was oh, seven, oh, eight. Like I remember specifically, everybody talked about how good Breaking Bad was, and the first season only ended after like five or six episodes because of that writer strike. So if you look at the show as a whole, if you've seen it or if you haven't, um, the the first season was supposed to end after like the middle of where the second season ended up being because of the writer strike. But the end of the first season was just so strange and disjointed. You're like, why are they ending the season here? This doesn't make sense, or at least that's what I thought. But the writer strike was, mm. but yeah, it's been what fifteen years. Now yeah, yeah. Oh seven, oh eight was when it was. Mm. Um, and it cost the movie industry two point one billion dollars altogether. So, oh, I bet the studios tanked ten billion dollars in I think the first twenty four hours after the strike was announced, mm-hmm. just last week or whenever that was. So. Ten billion. Jesus. Mm. Just yeah, they're people. all like, eh. yeah. Okay, my last movie because we're we're at an hour ten. We need to wrap this up. Um, wow, Aaron's taking up all this time. What a surprise! <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. Definitely not the interruptions. You better not. You better yeah, not talk about the score. You better not talk about the score in this one. We're running out of time. That's seventeen, by the way. <laughs> I snuck that one in. Um. So, Interstellar is an amazing movie. Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> um, Christopher Nolan directs it, of course. Uh, written, and, wrote, and produced it. Christopher Nolan, who, of course, Batman. Um, Matthew McConaughey, 
great. Star-studded cast, actually. Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, who I am head over heels for. Um, Matt Damon and Michael Caine. I mean, if you have a movie with Michael Caine in it, it's... it's don't already, don't do I the impression. Detailed, I already detailed the Christopher Nolan foundation to a successful movie. It's Michael Caine. Yes. It's at least one of those other guys. It's a Hans Zimmer score, which this movie has. You're you're off to the yeah. races. You're good to yeah. go. Yeah, no, um, great movie because it, it's it's sadly like getting close because the the Earth is dying and there's nothing we can do to stop it. Which it is yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, in this movie and in real life, what? the Earth is dying. Um. <laughs> And it all the only job for most people to do anymore, school isn't even a priority. Everybody just has to farm because the world is super overpopulated. We can't grow enough food. And in in the United States anyway, it the only thing you can grow is corn, which it's really turning into that here, which is scary. Um, Except in California. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so the earth is dying. And uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey used to be like a NASA pilot before the Earth took a crap and he had to be a farmer. And all of a sudden he uh, he starts getting like a sign from somebody or from like what they think is aliens in his house that give him coordinates. And he finds out that so he goes goes and uh, to the secret site where he meets Michael Caine and they want him to pilot a, a ship with four other people because they have found that these, these beings have opened up a wormhole and given humans a way to leave earth and find another planet to live on. And so they do this and uh, the first planet they're on because Time is like not a factor or time works differently when you're around a wormhole. And the first planet they they land on is all water and they can only be down there for just a few minutes because it ends up being like seven years in Earth time. And Matthew McConaughey is trying to get back to his daughter this whole time. And they ended up they end up having a getting screwed up on, on this planet and they ended up and they end up being gone for like 27 years earth time right off the bat right off the bat um so they go to the next planet because they have three planets they want they want to check out and there was seven people that had gone through this wormhole before that were check each person with a different so they're trying and they those people were trying to send send back which ones to go to they get to the second one and they run into Matt Damon. And because he was giving him the all clear, this is going to be a great planet. Who's laughing? Um, <laughs> um, and then it finds out that... I'm like intrigued. Like, keep talking, no. please. Like, I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. Matt Damon, they find out that Matt Damon is a piece of shit who... Because most these seven astronauts they sent to different planets, they knew they probably they, they probably weren't going to come back. And Matt they find, come to find out that Matt Damon hit the all clear because he was scared and wanted to come home. Which 
he ends up sabotaging everything and leaving them on the planet and going to leave everybody and screws up their their uh, ship and everything and uh ends up they um he ends up blowing up the ship because he doesn't know how to hook up to it right but the end is uh Matthew McConaughey can send uh Anne Hath Hathaway to the last planet but he has to sacrifice himself and when he sacrifices himself he ends up into the in the middle of the black hole and if they figure they figure out that it wasn't aliens sending in the signals it was future humans who were so evolved that time wasn't linear time was like um you could you could hold it it was like time to them was like a like they said in the movie like a canyon or like a mountain time was a whole it was not linear so they it was humans from the future that sends them back and uh, he ends up at the end his daughter daughter is like 80 because he makes it back his daughter is 80 and about to die and and um then he ends up going to be with Anne Hathaway on the new planet as the the entire human race because they are also looking for data on how to bring this monster mon, monstrous ship that holds most of the human race on it that is almost like earth but it was a great movie that i took way too long to ex explain that but i love that movie um come on it was only like 18 or 19 minutes it wasn't that long yeah um no it, you, I think for everybody who's listening or watching this on YouTube, you could have just paused before it started and watched the movie and come back before we wrap up. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> like, we're so close to the ending. Are we, are we going to make it to 20 the or fuck, is that 17? The fuck you, Andrew Tally, could legally vote if each one of these was a year. We're at 18. Nice. There we go. So there's my list. But... Very well done. All of them here. were all of them were talkies, and I think if we're being honest, none of us thought that was going to be the case. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a pleasant surprise. I'm not doing it. I'm I'm going to keep it at 18 just to piss you off. Yeah, you're really showing some youthfulness. I I we appreciate mm -hmm. that. Wow, your restraint after saying "fuck you, Andrew" 12 times in the last hour is so impressive. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do it the well, last two I times. Oh, hey, you. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, that about wraps it up for anyone uh, anyone who's still here with us through both of these uh, parts of this episode. But I know this was a lot of fun for us to put together. Mm -hmm. It was it was so much stress for Bryce. He literally shattered his gallbladder in in his <laughs> chest cavity trying right. to whittle down his list from two hundred and six movies down to five. Like so. there was nothing wrong with me before everyone said I couldn't use Star Wars. And then, oddly enough, like right after somebody said that, I was in the hospital. So I don't know, like what happened, but I'm just gonna say it's all y'all's fault. I'm not saying it's no. I know you got fault, you got cookies from is. your you got cookies from your brother, but I just got caramels and alligators from my wife. So I'm nice. Yeah, just saying. The, the alligators are. I, I can't argue with it. The alligators are something else. Those things are amazing. So fucking good. So good. <laughs> um. Well, before we before we go again, um, want to mention uh, our sponsor, who uh, 
we appreciate Very much. and hope everybody Absolutely. has gotten a chance to go take a look at The Ballad of Bonaduke by R.T. Slaywood, exclusively available on Kindle Vela. If you haven't gone and taken a look, go do so now. Let's make sure he ends up at the top of the charts where he should be. Um, and then one day down the road, uh, he is planning on sponsoring a all-inclusive uh, group trip to some lavish resort, hopefully, where he's going to pay for everything. It's true. I heard about that. Yep. And Aaron will have truth um, Wi-Fi that won't require me to spend an extra three hours just editing his audio file. So we're excited. Fuck you, that. Andrew. Very excited. Ooh, ooh, so on the cusp. Under the gun. So on the cusp. Got that one in. <laughs> well, gentlemen, is that well? We're at nineteen. Is there anything else anybody wants to add before uh, before Aaron gets to bed? Now that he spent forty-five minutes talking about the show. I think on that note, we can go. This one's for YouTube. Go to YouTube to see this one. Bryce, we need you to. Well, actually, I do we want to have Aaron tell me to fuck off as usual, or do we want Bryce to come us in? Oh, no. I got to sign it off. I with, mean, it's been a great show. Yeah, it's been a great so, show. And we, we do want to. Five, fun. six, seven, eight. <laughs> Just go ahead and cut that off right now. <laughs>